Okay, so let me tell you about this week. I haven't. Uh, it's it's been a it's been a few days, right? I haven't spoken to you in a few days, but maybe it's good. Maybe we need a little a little space. But we're back now, and uh, you know this is story time with Dave. I'm your host, and your host Dave, as always. Um, so I got this new job, right? But <laughs> that lasted about four days. I actually didn't quit yet, but I'm going to tomorrow. And because uh, it's bad, dude. Let me tell you about it. And I hope that they don't like none of them listen to this. But I don't even think I mentioned that I had a podcast. Plus, how'd they would they find it? Eh, who cares? You know, I just want to keep it. I want to keep it 100. This is important to me. It's always important for me to keep it 100 with my audience. So I want to. Oh, man, dude, it was a fucking rough week. It was a rough week, dude. But it was great, too, just being in the city some more. That was great. Every day, you know, I was, well, not ever, not on Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I was able to hit mics every day, every day. And then I went to see, um, I went to see a, um, what did I see? And then I went to see a show. On Wednesday at the stand, and Mark Norman was there, and he really doesn't look at people in the eyes. He doesn't make eye contact. I thought it was funny. Um, he was great, too. But it was cool. It was like no one showed up, really. It was like 15 people in the upstairs room at the stand. Mark Norman and Joe List were there, but they were totally treating it like an open mic. And I feel like some people, maybe it's just like if, for, I love seeing that. I love seeing that so much. I think if you're just a regular audience member, you don't do comedy, you'd probably be like, this is a ripoff. First of all, it's a $5 show, so it could never be a ripoff. The fact that they're there <clears throat> is worth more than that, you know? But so, you know, they're looking at their notes and stuff and they're testing out new shit and new tags. And, and I was like, this is, this is dope. I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually almost prefer that. I guess in some ways. Like, it's nice, it's obviously funnier if you're seeing a comic that you really like in front of a lot of people, but then those intimate, you get to see them, like, kind of mess around and take more risks, and you get to see how they deal with that, because, like, you got to deal with that frequently. You think you outgrow it, I guess, or that's the perception, maybe. I guess once you're selling out theaters, you've outgrown it. But even still, like, what if you were just, like, in L.A. and you said, oh, I'll just stop by the comedy store. Maybe you've been selling out theaters, but you're just like, I'll just go pop into the comedy store, work out some new shit. And then there's, like, 11 people there. You still have to deal with it. You might be one of, you might be the richest and most famous comedian ever. And there will still be times where you perform for 11 people, and it's whatever. I mean, it, it still can be fun. I find it to be, I find it more and more fun the more uh, it happens because I get used to it and, and try different things to make it good. Anyway, um, let me tell you about this job, dude. So first of all, it was one of the, it was a type of thing where I went for an interview and the interview did go well, but there wasn't much information given. Although the guy was pretty straightforward. The guy who, who's a, uh, who was my boss, good dude, you know, straightforward, 
Well, in some ways, I mean, just he kept it real. He kept it 100, as I am doing now. And uh, he, there was, a, you know, he was, he was straight up. He was just like, yo, it's going to be cold calling. You know, that's what it is. But I wasn't from really, I wasn't understanding the product very well. And then there were things that arose that, that became, that just raised questions in my mind. And I just wasn't getting straight information. So... I felt really uncomfortable about the whole situation. So let me explain it to you. It's this like publication. You have to think of it the way that I, the best way I've found of uh, describing it is you have to think of it as like a magazine version of LinkedIn where you are a professional and mostly the people I was calling were lawyers or doctors, but you're a professional, some executives too. And uh, you are a professional and you want to showcase some of your accomplishments and achievements. I'm literally laying in bed right now. <laughs> I'm just laying down. It's rainy outside. I don't even have the lights on. I have to go valet in a little bit. And then I'm going to go tonight. I can hang out with friends. But anyway, um, you have to think about it like that. It's like a publication. It's like a magazine. Maybe you've seen it at a doctor's office or something. And it's just a bunch of, it's called like top doctors or like top 100 um, attorneys. And then you have these people. Now, what you got to understand about those, and I don't know if it's true of all of them, and perhaps there are legitimate publications, but this one was illegitimate in the sense that you only, that if you paid for it, then you were that. I, I had the funniest call yesterday because I'm working on this guy and um, I had all my information on the lead. I had that he was a personal injury attorney. And so I get him on the phone and like we have a scripted pitch basically. And if you're good at reading and making it sound like you're not reading, then I mean, the guy was like, dude, you're going to be really good at this because I was able to read it, but it didn't sound like I was reading a script. But I'm not going to be really good at it because I'm not going to be there anymore because I wasn't going to be good at it anyway. I don't like cold calls, especially with people like this. You And then I'd, I'd have to be bullshitting lawyers. Do you know how hard that is? I'd have to be bullshitting lawyers who were partners or who had their own law practice. These people were legit. And I'd have to try to bullshit them. You know how hard that is to bullshit a lawyer? And then the doctors, well, let me get into it. But I will just quickly mention this point. I mean, okay, so the publication to be a part of it, $950, right? But that could be dropped. Prices could be knocked to such and such. And like, oh, I'll take out the shipping and handling. We'll knock off 100 And then like, oh, I have a customer credit. I can cut it in half. And we're down to 400 you know, and you just try to get them to sell. And the thing was that even that it could go as low as 99 That was the lowest I was allowed to like, sell it for so that means we were still making a profit on 99 which is like made me feel sorry it just made me feel worse the fact that if we were still making a profit at 99 then that's just such a ripoff to charge people 950 dollars to just be in a magazine where we say that they're the top attorney in the state of california for the year 2020 but they're not they just paid for that and they even get a little plaque 
that they could hang in their office. And it says top attorney in California. And it's like, maybe they didn't really even do a very good job, but that was what happened with this guy. I forget his name. I actually remember his name, but I'm not going to say his name. Obviously it was something Walker. And I forget what state he was in. It might've been Michigan or something. And I go, Hey, and I got him on the phone and he's, he's, he's like talking to me. He's, he was like, he was a chill guy. I liked him. Like I would have hired this guy as, as a lawyer, but, um, I go, yeah. So, you know, we ha- we're featuring you as the top personal injury attorney in the state of Michigan for the year 2020. And he just goes, huh? He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's an honor and congratulations on the honor. And, and then he goes, I've only been practicing personal injury law for a year and a half. He's like, I've been doing criminal defense for 20 years, but he's like, I'm not even a very good personal injury attorney. And I was, I was like, this is so funny. Cause he's like, he's like, what? He's like, I'm being, I'm the top personal. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he's like, I'm obviously not. He's like, I'm probably not even the top criminal defense attorney. And that's my specialty. And I was like, oh shit. And I was like, well, we could just change it to criminal defense. And he was like, okay. And, um, this was where it got me really sketched out. This was something that really sketched me out because he goes, all right, look, I knocked it down to, I was on the phone with him and it went down to $400 and, um, yeah, I got it down to $400 and then he, he's like, all right, I want 20 copies of it. You know, I guess he wanted to put them around the area. Which makes sense. If you're going to get something like that, then put it in the area in a fucking Dunkin' Donuts or something. I mean, you know, not a Dunkin' Donuts, but whatever. Just go around and, and be like, hey, is it cool if I leave this here? Like, your criminal defense attorney of the year. Is it cool if I leave this publication here so people can connect with me? You can do it at different local businesses. Whatever, dude. He asked me for 20 copies, and I go, huh, no one's really asked for additional copies as long as I had been there all of four days because this was yesterday and uh, I go, yeah, let me just check. Um, And I go talk to, I go talk to a higher up and I go, Hey, so this guy, uh, I got him on the hook for 400, but he, he doesn't want, I mean, he wants, sorry. Look how Albert right now, I'm doing it anyway. I want to tell you about this. I'm like, I got this guy on the hook for 400, but he wants 20 copies of the publication. And then my, my, Hot, like the the person I was talking to was like, oh, we can't do that. Tell him he's gonna have to pay uh, at least fifteen hundred, maybe more, if he wants twenty copies. And I was like, well, I'm already down to four hundred, so I can't get on the phone with him and be like, yeah, no problem. We can do the we can do the the twenty copies that you want, but you'll just have to pay eleven hundred dollars more. Shouldn't be a problem, right? For for twenty copies, for nineteen additional copies of this magazine. Yeah, no, no problem. We'll get you the 19 additional copies. Just going to be very, it's just a small extra fee of $1,100 on top. So how does that add up? How does that add up for a magazine? You know what I mean? I don't know how much it costs to produce a magazine, but I'm guessing if it was, if it was $1,100 to make 19 issues of a magazine that there probably wouldn't be magazines, you know? Because that just seems like it probably wouldn't be a profitable business to be in. And I feel like people would just bail on the whole idea of being a magazine and providing magazines. 
So that was like, I was like, what? I was like, that's weird. And then, and then I'm thinking, hang on a second, because as part of my pitch, I would tell people that we had 800,000 readers nationwide. I had no reason not to believe this. And it said even more people than that see it, or it said 800,000 subscribers, I think. It might have said 800,000 subscribers or 800,000 members, but then it said, and millions of people see it, the publication, like two or three million. And um, so I'm thinking, I had no reason not to believe that because I was not inherently skeptical of the organization. But then I start thinking about that. I start thinking about that a lot. I go, huh. Why is it such a big deal to make 20 copies for this guy if we're sending out 800,000 magazines? And then I'm thinking, wait a second. We're not sending out 800,000. There's no way. Like, those two things can't exist together. If it's a big deal to make 20 copies, then there's no way they're sending out 800,000 magazines. So it's a lie. That's a lie, you know? And so I'm like, wow. How big of a lie is it, though? That's what I started to think to myself. Like, clearly, this organization is kind of a scam. Because I'm also thinking, like, we're in an office. There's, like, 12 of us in this office, you know? And so I'm like, I don't know. They said they were an affiliate of, like, a bigger company, too. So maybe it's possible that through the larger affiliate it's able to reach a certain amount of people, but I'm thinking it's just not possible. I don't think it's possible. I don't know, man. I don't know because I was just like, how do those two things, those two, what do you think? I mean, don't those two things not add up? If you're producing 800,000 copies of a magazine, would 20 matter for one guy who, who's going to pay $400 to be in it, would that matter? That seems like that shouldn't matter, right? I don't know, man. And there, I mean, look, look, there was plenty of stuff that sketched me out that I get into. But that was something that I was like, okay, I don't like that. You know, that, that sketched me out. And then I, I couldn't even, I mean, the lawyer just bailed. He was just like, you know what, it's fine. I'm not going to do it. And I was like, okay. And I got this stack. Oh, my God. It, my heart really sank on the second day because the first day making calls and made a couple of sales. Well, really, it was the first day. The first day of calls, like it's a cold calling job straight up. I mean, they're warm, technically warm calls because these people are like members, but they might have been published with like a different subsidiary of the bigger company. And so we would call them up and basically like trick them into thinking or maybe we weren't tricking them. Maybe they really did sign up for it. But I don't know how much of what I was saying was a lie and how much of it was true. Because with the, the 20 magazine thing being an issue, I was thinking, wait a second. Do we just send one copy to these people? Or do we just send one copy to all the people who are participating in that particular magazine? And does it even really get sent out otherwise? That's what I was starting to think. I was like, I don't think this gets... I don't think this gets... Uh, sent around to 800,000 subscribers. I think this gets sent to like the 50 or so people who are in the magazine and that's it. And then they're paying $900 for that thinking that that's worth it. Of course it's not worth it. LinkedIn is free, you know? So why would you, 
$950, even for $100 is not worth it. I mean, look, <clears throat> I didn't hate the sales aspect of it. And making a sale is exhilarating, to be honest with you. It was fun. The problem was that I need to not hate what I'm selling. Like I need to, I mean, this was my first exposure to sales at all in my life and I don't hate it. But if I hate what I'm selling, then I can't sell it because I can't, because then I'm on the phone with people and they're like, no, I don't want I'm like, yeah, 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 you're right. I'm not, I can't sell that. I don't have to love the product. I don't have to believe in the product, but I have to not hate it. That seems like a pretty reasonable standard or criteria before I would take a sales job, right? Because I could be good. Like I, I'm, I could schmooze. I'm still a Jew. End of the day, I could schmooze, but, but I didn't, I don't enjoy manipulating and tricking people out of their money as much as I thought that I would. In fact, I don't like it at all. The first day I was making sales, I had one day of training and then it was right into it the next day. And I sold, uh, I sold to this old lady. She's like, well, I'm about to retire. And oh my God. And she was like, well, last year um, I did it and I paid $900 and I never got the magazine. So she didn't even get the magazine or the plaque. This is a 75 year old, you know, I think she was a nurse. I don't even think she was a doctor. She doesn't have doctor money and she's about to retire. And she was just such a sweet woman. But I was like, oh, first day, I got to make a sale. I got to impress them. So I, I knocked it. I was like, oh, I'm so terribly sorry. That's ridiculous. I'll make sure that that gets to you. And I tried to tell my boss, I was like, can you make sure that she gets that 2019? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't even know if I believe that. And I knocked it down. I was like, well, what if you want to do 2020? We'll have you featured for $100. And then she was like, okay, well, I could do $100. And I just literally had trouble sleeping that night. Like I just laid there and I was just thinking about her. Her name was Sally. I was just thinking about how much of a dick I am stealing money from this 75 year old lady. No reason for her to be in this. Even if it was, even if it was, you know, useful. It's not useful for her. I could see how something like this would be useful for a lawyer. This was the only justification I can think of. Or a doctor, maybe with their own practice. And it's an appearances thing. It's like, oh, you know, you know, Dr. Uh, Dr. Smith, he was featured as the, the top doctor in Massachusetts. Really? Yes. So we decided to send little Johnny there for his, uh, you know, when he got sick. Because we knew... We could trust the top doctor in Massachusetts. In that sense, it makes sense to a degree. But I don't even know, man, because like that's the only thing I could think of that could have remotely justified it. But then that kind of gets that kind of gets. Uh, I mean, if no one's actually getting it, then that then that's not a benefit. You know, if no one's actually seeing it, then that's not a benefit. But that's my theory is that no one's seeing it. Perhaps I am wrong, but even still, I just don't, 
It's just such a big ripoff and it's predatory. And when you look at the magazine, and I've seen copies, older editions, when you flip through and you look at the pictures, it's all old people. The only younger people are lawyers. Sometimes you get a lawyer who just is cocky and like, it's all a, uh, for them, it's solely appearances. They're like, yeah, I, I am. I definitely am the top attorney. Like they really believe it. They're like, of course I'm being, yes, of course I'm being uh, featured as the top attorney in the state of California where there's probably a million attorneys. Of course it's me. I'm sure I'll pay the 950. I'll pay you more, you know? And then those guys, it's like, okay, if you want to rip them off, then whatever. But it's, it wasn't them most of the time. Most of the time it was old people, old doctors, people with like, one one of one of the guys at the uh, Jesus is fucking raining hard, and I have to go to work in this. Fuck off, rain! Are you serious? Can you guys hear the rain? Can you hear it? Like you're literally interrupting right now, okay? Weather. So could you just listen, Jews? Stop making it rain. I have to go to work. Turn off the rain, please, Jews. God damn it! You can't control them, man. They control us. Oh. Anyway, yeah, there was a guy, one, one of the guys was sitting next to me. He's talking really slowly, this old lady who probably has Alzheimer's or dementia. And he's just like, could you just repeat back the credit card number to me? That was another thing about it. We only did credit cards, only credit cards. There was no, you couldn't even send a check. People would ask for an email. I didn't even have a computer. We had no emails. There were no professional emails. It was just right there, one and done. You'd get them on the phone, you'd get the credit card, and you go. I even, there was a girl who writes up the bios, you know, taking the information that we gather from these people, and then she writes up the bios. And one lady that I talked to, she, I forgot to ask her what company she currently works for, because I mentioned the company that I thought she worked for. And she's like, oh, I didn't, I don't work there anymore. And then I forgot to ask the follow-up. Where do you work now? So the girl who writes the bios, it's a few hours later after I'm off the phone with this lady, the girl who writes the bios comes up to me and she's like, hey, so where does this lady work? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to ask. I was like, let me call her. And then she goes, oh, no, 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 no. We don't do callbacks. And I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean we don't do callbacks? I didn't even follow up question that. I just went, of course we don't. You're right. Of course we don't do callbacks. Why would I think for a second that we do callbacks? In fact, these people do have problems. Now, someone got scammed and it was misrepresenting. Like, we would constantly, I constantly hear my coworkers on the phone misrepresenting the product. And like making it seem like it was more than it was. And but once that pro, once that credit card thing goes through, it's over. It doesn't matter if the if the product's wrong. And you know what happens? If they are dissatisfied with the product and they go, fuck this. First of all, it's probably been so long. It's probably been enough time between the phone call and when they get the publication that they don't even they won't even know who to call, specifically what number. But then even if they did still have the person's phone number, like if I scam someone and they still had my number and then I see I'm getting a call from this person who I already sold to, 
You know, like I, I look at the caller ID and it says, oh, that's Sally who I sold to the other day. I just won't pick up. Well, I would probably pick up and go, hey, Sally, I scammed you. I'm really sorry. I'm going to kill myself or something like that. I'd be like, I'm really sorry. I'm a piece of shit, but I'm a different guy now. I, I should have like, oh, my God. But you just would ignore it. I mean, that's literally I was told that just ignore it. And I was told to lie, you know, and that was one of the things that we would get them on the hook. We would go, no, you're a member with us and you agreed to this. I don't even think they did. And then when we would mention the price, we would go, it's, it's uh, you know, it's $950. And then they would always push back and you're supposed to go, well, this was what you agreed to when you signed up for the membership. This was included. This information was included. I'm positive that it wasn't. We, we purported to be, we would also represent ourselves as the editing department rather than the sales department. We were sales, but we would say we were the editing department that the sale had already been finalized and we were just pushing this like through right at the end. Like we're just, we're just the last leg. We're the editorial department, dude. It's everything was a lie. Everything. I just, Oh, I'll lie a little bit, man. I'm a guy. I'm a human. I'll lie a little bit. But the whole thing was just a big lie, a big scam. I did not feel comfortable with it. And I could have made a lot of money. That's the thing. The commission was actually good. So there were people there who were making a lot of money. And I could have made a lot of money. But I can't do it that way. I just felt so bad. And I was stressing so much. And I would have people on the phone. And then, oh, and this pissed me off. <clears throat> Yesterday, first of all, small office, cubicles. My boss is right there next to me, so he can hear me on the phone. And uh, I was on the phone with some retiring, retiring lawyer. I forget his name, but he was from West Virginia. And just a nice guy, like a really, really nice probably 70 something year old guy, still sharp, a lawyer, you know, and a, a good, a smooth talker. But he just, I'm talking to him on the phone. He's like, look, man, I know. He's like, I've done it before. He actually kind of liked it too. He didn't hate me or hate the product. And he goes, look, I know you're just doing your job. And he's like, maybe I did sign up for it. But he's like, look, man, I'm retiring. So I have no purpose for this anymore. And he's like, you know, it hasn't always met my standards, but he's like, I understand how it is. I mean, he, he was not being argumentative whatsoever, whereas most of that day I was just getting heavy pushback and people insulting me, basically. But this guy was being so nice. And then I knocked it all the way down. I go, look, I can do it for 99 bucks. And he was like, listen, man, you can do it for $5. And I would still say no. I don't want to be featured. He was like, he, he was like I, I don't even mind that you, you reached out. He's like, I don't want to waste your time. He's like, I don't want either of us to be wasting our time. And I was like, dude, you are being so agreeable right now. I was like, you are so considerate and reasonable. And I was like, I would use you as a lawyer, sir. I would use you as a lawyer as well as that Walker guy, you know? This guy, I would use this guy as a grandpa, let alone a lawyer. I would let this guy be my grandpa, dude. I don't have any grandpas. They're all dead. But... This guy could be my replacement grandpa in a heartbeat. And he had a little Southern drawl to him, but it wasn't anything too serious. The guy was 
just great. So I was on the phone with him and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. And then my boss is yelling at him. He's like, stop saying okay so much. Stop agreeing with him. He's like, you got to sell him. And I'm just ignoring him. And I'm just on the phone call. And then I finished the phone call. You know, and I was just like, look, I get it. I was like, listen, it was, uh, I, I, I didn't enjoy talking to you. And I totally understand where you're coming from. And I, I just hope you have a good day. And, uh, you know, let's, let's just carry on with our days. And then we hung up and, and, and my boss was kind of mad at me. He's like, look, we're here to sell these people. And I was like, there was no selling that guy. Okay. I'm sorry. There was no selling that guy. I even watched the sales video. I was watching some YouTube videos to try to learn how to do sales better. And I saw this one guy who's like, I forget his name, but he's obviously, if you just type in sales advice, it's like more than half of the videos are this guy. He's really famous. But I just clicked the first video up there and it was like sales advice for beginners. And he was like, I'm going to tell you, don't make the mistake that I made my first 20 years doing sales. He's like, you're going to be told that everyone can be sold and you're going to be told that you should. He's like, no, it's more about quantity. And he's like, if you can't make the sale, then you can't make the sale. Move on, move to the next person. He's like, it's more, more about having big numbers and having a big wide range of people who you can reach out to more so than it is on wasting too much time on one person who ends up saying no. So I was like, come on, man. I was like, you're not even right about this. I was like, yeah, that sounds more. That sounds more reasonable than like anyone can be sold. Anyone on any product, like even a horrible product like this one, like I don't think so. I'm like, it's more of a, I was, I was describing it as this. It's like fishing for suckers. You're fishing for suckers. And sometimes you get, I don't know, sometimes you get people who are just totally disinterested and then why am I going to waste five or 10 minutes trying to convince them when I know it's not going to work and they're going to get really mad at me. <clears throat> and the other thing, the other thing that happened too, that I was going to say earlier was like, this was when my heart really sank. When I got to work the second day on the first day, I, uh, I had a big stack of, of leads, right? So different people to call. It was a stack of probably like 60 people or something like that. And I was like, oh, this won't be bad at all. And the first day really wasn't bad because I'm making my way through those leads. And I was, I wasn't, you know, I'm like calling, I called each person once basically. And, uh, and I just took my time between people trying to read over the lead and find out any information that I might be able to bring up when, uh, you know, I, I always like look at the hobbies and interests. And if the hobbies and interests, one of them was like watching basketball, I'd be like, oh, who's your team? You know, because like you just want to get them to talk and have like a regular conversation aside from the sale. And then they'll like you more. And then you're probably more likely to to close. But oh, my God. Do you guys yawn when you hear me yawn? Are yawn still contagious if it's just the audible part of the yawn? I wonder. Curious. Um, so anyway, I got into work the second day and there were the same stack of leads on my desk. And so I go to my boss. I'm like, hey, we get new leads every day, right? And he's like, no, those are your leads. And I was like, oh, no. 
It was at that moment that I knew that this job wasn't going to work out. It was at that moment because I go, well, hang on. I go, well, I called all of these people yesterday, sometimes on both their house phone and their cell phone and at work. And he just goes, yes, I'll call them again. And I'm like, really? I'm like, what if no one picks up? He's like, so call them again. And call him again and call him again. He's like, I've had people, he goes, you know, one one person, he goes, one person I got when I first started working here, there was one lead that I got that I didn't close on him for two and a half years. And I was like, so you called them for two and a half years? And he's like, yep. And he was like proud of it. And I was like, oh my God, you're a terrorist. You're a phone terrorist, bro. And I get calls my dad did some sneaky shit. My dad would always get calls from the Rutgers Alumni Association for donations for Rutgers because he went there and my sister went there. And so my dad, and my dad never does stuff like this, but he just, I guess he had enough of them. He just goes, I'm changing my phone number to them. I'll give you the updated number. He gave them my phone number. So I get phone calls from Rutgers like many times a week. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing that. And I get lots of these calls and they're just annoying. And I'm like, I know who this is. I'm not going to pick up. They're going to try to sell me. It's so annoying. It bothers me so much. And I was like, this is what I'm going to be doing, really? I was not. Oh, God. So. So that's what. He, so I was on that second day of of actually selling that. I was like, oh, oh, no. This is bad. I was like, this is this is not this is not lit. I got a few more leads each day. I would get a few more leads, like 15 more. So I guess over time it would build up, but still like I got my no I got my number got blocked by two people. It was like the I would mark down every time I called these people. And then one lady, her name was like Lori, and I knew that. By the fourth day, by Friday, I had already called her seven times. Just her cell phone. And just looking at that, I was like, God, I'm a piece of shit. And then I go to call it an eighth time because why not? I already called seven times. And it just goes, it just goes, this number, your number is no longer allowed to reach out to this. I mean, like the robot voice. And I was like, good for you, Lori. Good for you. I'm glad. I'm glad that she blocked the number, as they all should. They all should block the number. And dude, it's just so annoying to be annoying people all the time. And I was annoying people who just didn't have the time to be annoyed. I, oh my God, I'm calling doctors, right? Legitimate doctors, surgeons, you know, um, cancer doctors who work at cancer institutes. Some of them were plastic surgeons, and I was like, oh, I could fucking call them. But most of them were real deal doctors. I'm not saying plastic surgeons aren't real deal doctors, but it's like, you know, we're not talking about doctors who are dealing with like life or death situations. That's an aesthetic, um, what is the word, augmentation. So it's different. But even still, it's like, yeah, but they're getting a lot of money to be doing that. So I shouldn't be wasting their time. And I would have to call them as though what I was doing was equally as important as what they were doing. And, and then I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pick my, my, the brain of my, uh, the brains. I'm trying to pick the brains like a zombie picking brains. 
of like my coworkers and my boss and stuff. And I'm like, a lot of these doctors don't keep their cell phone on them when they're at work, which is what I, I'm, I was glad, you know, I'm like, good. You shouldn't keep your cell phone on you at work. If you're a doctor, that's important. Your job's very important. So don't be distracted. So I was like, it's fine. I'm just never going to get in touch with these people. So I'm trying to ask my boss and my coworkers. I'm like, so how do you get in touch with these people? If they don't pick up the cell phone, no one's home. They wouldn't return the call until I'm out of the office. So what do you do with these people? And he's like, oh, no, no, you just call the hospital. And I was calling these hospital numbers and it would be like, please listen to the following numbers or like, please listen to the following instructions and press the uh, number, you know, like if you're looking for press one, if you're looking for press two, you know, it was like that. And, uh, and then I was just like, I am so uncomfortable right now. Like I need to call the hospital. Like a lot of these people were cancer doctors. That was their specialty. At least in my stack of leads, a lot of cancer doctors at cancer institutes. And you want me to go bother a receptionist at the hospital who's like, hello, this is the cancer institute. I got, I, I got to go, uh, can I speak to Dr. Can I speak to Dr. Lee? And then she's like, yeah, what's it about? And I'm like, uh, I'm calling with, uh, I'm calling with top lawyer, uh, top doctors. He's a member with us. And then she's like, uh, yeah, he's in surgery right now. This is, this seems like it could wait. And I'd be like, yeah, it, it should wait. Tell him to do that. <laughs> Tell him to do that. Tell him to continue his surgery. And then so, some of my, and then my coworkers, like, like the other people I'm working with, like, no, 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 just tell them it'll take a second. Like, yeah, just, just pull uh, Dr. Lee out of surgery for a second. That person can wait. Come on. You know, it's just a heart transplant. That person can wait. He's just removing a tumor. I have to sell him something. No, but it's not a sales call. Trust me. It's a, he's a member with us. I'm from the editing department. This isn't a sales call. Oh, please. It's not a sales call. This isn't a complete waste of his time. Dude, terrible. It's unethical, man. It's unethical for real. It's for real unethical. Where are we at right now? We're at 38. God, I just needed to tell you guys about that. I mean, obviously, I'm going to write a lot of this into a bit. And at least get something out of it. I could probably get a nice five-minute chunk out of all this. Maybe more. I got got by some guy. I was actually proud of him. And it was like what I deserve, what all of us deserve who do this kind of thing. I called this guy. He's a lawyer. Oh, it might have been a doctor with his own practice. I know. I like. I noticed that those doctors are different. Like if you call the doctor who worked at a hospital... They were like, uh, and then you call a doctor who has their own practice. They're like different people. The doctors with their own practice are more like about that business, you know? And the doctors who don't have their own practice are more about, those are the ones who are like the heart, like not heartless, like uh, selfless people who's like, oh, I, I always just wanted to help. That's why I became a doctor. That's why I got into this. And then the ones with the private practice are like, yeah, I like helping people. I also like money. And I knew that I could be a doctor, that I could hack it. So now I like making a lot of money too. There are different mindsets. So anyway, I think I called one of these doctors with this private practice. And I hear him, he's on speakerphone. And I guess he's got his assistant and maybe one other person. And I know I'm on speaker. 
And this guy picks up and he goes, hello, this is Dr. Something. And I'm like, hey, Dr. Something, uh, this is Dave. I'm with uh, Top Doctors. And he goes, oh, no, I'm not interested. Just immediately, he goes, no, 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 no. I've done that before. I'm not interested. And I go, I didn't know what to say. And I just went, well, can I ask why? Or he's like, and I, or, and then he just, he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, why, why aren't you interested? And he's like, I don't have to tell you shit. He just says that to me. And then everyone starts laughing on the other end of the line. And then I'm just feeling like an asshole. And I just go, okay, just for my, just for my record, just so I know like what made you disinterested with it. He's like, I'm not answering your fucking question. And then I hear more laughter and then he hangs up and I'm like, this is humiliating. Like, it's just terrible. I mean, I know that that's part of sales. It's just getting rejected like that, but it's like, there's something about being rejected in the way that he did it where I knew he was right. And I knew that if I was him, I would have done the same shit. That would have been me. It was like looking in a mirror. I was like, I would have handled that the same way. Probably like, no, fuck you. I mean, maybe not. He was kind of a dick about it, but he was trying to be funny. And I'm like, I would have totally tried to fuck with the person. Like that's what I would, would have been trying to do. So I don't know. I was just like, dude, Fuck this. So that's what went on this week. I need a job. It needs to be in Queens or Manhattan. And it needs to start soon. But I will get it. I'm determined. And then I'll move. And this will just be something that happened to me. And it really put things in perspective for me as to what a really bad job is. Because... Those last two days, especially the last day when I knew that would be my last day, that was one of the longest days of my life. I mean, as soon as I got out, I had a nice rest of the day. But that was just, that was one of the longest days of my life. I was like, this is hell. This is hell. You know? So I'm just glad it's over with. I could feel my hair starting to fall out. You know what I mean? I could feel my hair just like start thinning. That's how bad it was. Anyway, that's the update. I feel like there's other stories that happened over that happened over the past few days too with that job, but I'm not. I've pretty much, I think I might've covered it all. Let me think real quick. Hang on. I don't know. That's, that's about it, I guess. And there was a, it was just the whole, the, uh, everything was just made me uncomfortable. He's like, never, t if they bring up the prank, because I would have people and I call and they go, oh, that's cool. Because I kind of come out of the gate being like, you're featured as our top doctor of the year in Arizona or our top physician of the year. And then they'd be like, uh, oh, that's cool. Is there a fee? And then he'd be like, never discuss the fee until you get to that part of the pitch. And I have to be like, no, this is just a courtesy call. I just wanted to confirm some information with you. And then they'd be like, okay, so there's no fee. And I'd be like, nope, just courtesy call. And then I go, so is this your address? And then I confirm it. And they go, yeah, that's my address. Okay, just want to know where to send it. And um, this is your email? Yes, yeah, is my, okay, great. Um, and you, you graduated from Columbia, right? With a, uh, well, you got your, uh, doctorate from Columbia. Very impressive. Yes. Yes. That's where I got it. Thank you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So, um, yeah, we're going to be sending that out 
and uh, you also get your members wall plaque. Now, as uh, stated, when you signed up, that is going to, you are going to have to, like in order to fulfill your obligation, it is going to be $950. Uh, and then they go, what the fuck? You told me there was no fee. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 this isn't, well, you already agreed to this. No, I did not agree to this. What are you talking about? I agreed to this. I never, I, I would have never agreed to that. I wouldn't pay $950 for anything that, that, you know, like anything like this. Oh, well, no, no, no. But when you signed up for the membership, this is just to fulfill your obligation, but I can knock it down. I can take the pr processing and handling and shipping off. And then I'll knock it down to 850. No, I don't want it. 800. It doesn't make a difference. I don't want to pay any money. You said there was no fee. I've been on the phone with you for 10 minutes. And then they would hang up and I'm like, Okay, so this is how we do things. This is how we do things here at my here at my new company. Yeah, so so that's all. That's all. I mean, you can like the rejection. Plus, I was getting a lot of anxiety. I just had anxiety all day. I would have a pit in my stomach the whole day. I was at work. I'd be calling people. I'm like, please don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Please don't pick up. Hello, this is Dave Namery. I'm calling and I'm like, oh God, fuck this. You know, there was so much anxiety and uh, it's, I can't do that. Imagine doing that for a long time. I would literally get cancer. And then I have to call one of these doctors. He'd be like, is this about the top doctor thing? I can be like, no doc, I got cancer. Can I come in? And he'd be like, no, you know what? No, because you fucking ripped me off. So no. I hope your cancer kills you. And I'd be like, doctor, please. And he'd be like, nope, nope. I hope it's stage four. Fuck you. I hope you die. And I'd be like, you know what, doc? You're right to say that. And I don't blame you. But let me tell you this, doctor. I have a one-time customer credit, 50% off. And he'd be like, this is a pitch. And I'd be like, yes, but I still do have cancer. But yes, I do need to sell to you. I need that commission fee. And he'd be like, I thought you weren't the sales department. Why do you get commission? And I'd be like, doesn't matter what I told you. It was all a lie, bitch. And then I'd hang up on him, you know? All right, well, that was today's episode. Uh, you know, my life's been pretty eventful recently so at least i have stuff to talk about i know i haven't been rele releasing as many episodes but at least there's stuff to talk about when i do right i hope that you liked it and i hope that you have a good job that you like although i know many of us don't and that's why you got to work hard at the things that you care about so that you can do those things professionally okay so always keep it real guys you know i love you I'll talk to you soon, okay?